G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. If you love to read, you'll love to know that the opportunity is presenting itself where there are entries being submitted to the Australian Christian Book of the Year Award. Well, the Australian Christian Book of the Year Awards or the Australian Christian Literature Awards are run by Sparklit. Michael Colley is the National Director of Sparklit. He's joining us again today to get a bit of a preview of what's coming this year. Hello, Michael. Welcome back to 2020. G'day. Michael, what's happening with this year's awards? I know that there are some uh, submissions that are being made now, books that are being submitted and even uh, manuscripts that are not yet published. Uh, How do people actually connect with you? Um, well, you can go to our website and download an entry form. Uh, the Australian entries for the Australian Christian Book of the Year Award uh, um, have, were um, entered in March, and the judges are reading their way through uh, the 60 books that were submitted for this year's Australian Christian Book of the Year Award. Uh, but the deadline for the prizes for junior writers is the end of this month. Okay, now junior awards are for people who are under 30 and then your teenage writer awards for people who are under 18 years. That's right. um, The junior awards are for um, unpublished manuscripts by writers under the age of 30 and the teen writer award is for writers um, under the age of 18. So it's aimed at secondary school students and um, we're already receiving entries uh, for this year's awards. And quality-wise, Michael, any early indicators? Is there a good crop of Christian writing that's coming to you this year? Uh, For the um, Australian Christian Book of the Year, yes. Uh, It's another very strong year. Um, There's some, uh, yes, it's stunning, actually. And it's becoming quite prestigious, uh, being, first of all, entered into the race to become Australia's Christian Book of the Year. Uh, This prestige that comes along with it, uh, I mean, obviously your book sales are likely to increase if you win an award that has uh, some level of prestige to it. Well, that's the idea. I mean, the whole purpose of the awards is to um, generate an appetite for locally um, written books, and uh, um, we're doing our best to do that. And to encourage people to write Christian books and to encourage, as you are doing, uh, with these under-30s and under-18s, is it becoming more popular each year? Um, It fluctuates. Uh, So there's some years are stronger than others. Um, So I can't really say that there's a a trend. Um, But uh, each year produces uh, some fascinating work. And, and creative work, so it's uh, it's always a thrill, and the judges uh, relish the task of um, reading the entries. Well, it's not time at all to be talking short lists and particular authors that might be entered this year, but this is the time to be talking about those opportunities that are there for people to get their manuscript to you. Uh, what happens when people do send their manuscript or their already published book to you? How does it get into the group of books that can become shortlisted? Well, books are entered by a deadline, and uh, we... 
Uh, at the office here, we review that they're eligible, that is, that they're published um, in the 12 months uh, before the uh, deadline, and um, then they're, they're sent to the judges. Um, and they have the <laughs> enviable... Uh, I mean, they love reading books, so um, they're book lovers, um, but they also have... Um, uh, theological and qualifications as leaders, um, and we try and uh, we like to think that they are representative of the Australian Church, and um, we will re- we'll release a shortlist in mid-July. So stay tuned. Uh, interestingly, a question begs to be asked, and that is, uh, what makes a Christian book? Is it a Christian author who writes a book that could be? even secular in nature, or does it need to have Christian content or a Christian theme that runs through it? Um, well, I think it needs, in some way, it has to be Christian. So it's, um, for instance, um, it's not sufficient for a book to be about compassion, because it, if all uh, compassion is a Christian virtue, but if we were to call, um, uh, if we were to make that the only criteria, then we'd be really saying that Christians have a monopoly on compassion, which is clearly not the case. So it needs to be, there needs to be, uh, the Australian Christian Book of the Year will need to be um, in some way overtly Christian. Um, this this could you know, take many forms. And so, in, for instance, one year a book was shortlisted and in fact um, came second, um, which was a history of, of Christianity, um, written by a person who may be a practicing Christian, but was writing as a secular historian. So this was Geoffrey Blaney wrote um, a short history of Christianity. Um, so he wasn't writing as a Christian, even though he's a practicing, he attends church, but he was writing as a secular historian, and his conclusion was that um, Jesus is the most important person who's ever lived. And that was, but he was writing as a, um, he wasn't writing as a Christian writer. So we we. Um, are very open to the idea of um, Christians engaging um, uh, in public forum, uh, which is increasingly difficult to do and is requiring um, an increasing amount of uh, rigour and creativity for Christians to do that. Um, and that's something we would celebrate. So on the other hand, there's um, books which um, are commentaries to books of the Bible, for instance, um, and they're, they're all competing for the same prize. In Australia, there's not there's not the sufficient volume of, um, of of writing and publishing to be able to have an award for you know, a theological book award and um, and a fiction um, award. So so they really can, different genres will be competing for the Australian Christian Book of the Year award. But what we have to do with the shortlist is um, the shortlist will include books from various genres. And um, the again, I say the the whole aim of the um, the award is to generate an appetite for local writing. So we're not saying, um, we're certainly not saying that people should buy Australian for the sake of buying Australian, but um, the books that are shortlisted um, are the best books in their field and they happen to be Australian. So how do you look at the timeline from now? Because uh, you've called for submissions for the Australian Christian Book of the Year. The deadline for the Junior Awards for under 30s and under 18s is the 31st of May. I That's guess right, you'll, have a, you'll have a short list time. And then when is the actual awards presentation this year? Uh, the awards this year um, in Melbourne on the 18th of August. Thursday, the 18th, Thursday evening, 18th of August. Uh, we have a, a fantastic event, um, an awards event. Um, which uh, where prizes will be awarded to um, for the Australian Christian Book of the Year. Um, we'll also celebrate the shortlisted um, authors 
and their books, and um, there'll be prizes as well for writers um, under 30 and under 18. And let me ask you, before I let you go, Michael, I mean, Sparklit has a history that goes back longer than the colonial history of Australia, uh, right back to documents that were sent out with the First Fleet. Uh, do you often get questioned about that? Do people ask you about the history of Sparklit? And, uh, uh, and of it's course, a, it's, a, it's a history we cherish. Um, so Sparklit is uh, the Society for Promoting Christian Knowledge Australia. It's We're trading as uh, Sparklit. And um, the Society for Promoting Christian Knowledge uh, began in the 17th century in, um, in England. And uh, as is well known, I think um, the first fleet arrived um, in what's now Sydney with a library of 4,000 Christian books and tracts. And that was a gift of the Society for Promoting Christian Knowledge um, to the uh, colony, uh, which became uh, Australia. So, yeah, Australia's first library was a gift from uh, SPCK uh, in Europe. Um, and but that that vision that you can't do church, or I, I guess as they believe civilization without Christian books, you can't do church without Christian books, is something we believe in. And our motto is where the gospel is preached, books are needed. And that's always been true. Um, the church has always been a reading and writing community, and that's why we uh, that's why we conduct the awards. Uh, wonderful to just reflect on that heritage just for a few moments. The Society for Promoting Christian Knowledge that sent thousands of Christian books and tracts with the First Fleet to Australia. These days, it's known as Spark Lits, and you'll be able to find the Australian Christian Book of the Year Awards website. It's called sparklit.org. S-P-A-R-K-L-I-T dot org. Michael Colley is the National Director of Sparklit. Michael, good talking. Thanks so much for being with us again today on 2020. Thank you. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.